Hey, it's John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and it's The Entrepreneurial You, the show for dedicated and passionate Caribbean entrepreneurs seeking daily inspiration, brought to you by author, speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur, Henneka Watkins-Porter. You must be prepared to ignite. I have written 11 books, but each time I think, oh ho, they're going to find out now. I've run a game on everybody, and they are going to find me out. Maya Angelou. Yes, you are indeed at the right place. It is the Entrepreneurial You with Henneka Watkins-Porter, the show that brings you some of the biggest high-impact global um, entrepreneurs and leaders that you can think of. So we're talking about Richard uh, Branson, Seth Godin, Les Brown, Lisa Nichols, Amy Porterfield, John Lee Dumas, Paul Carrick Bronson, and a host of others. It's exciting times for the entrepreneurial you because, of course, we've just premiered our TV edition of the entrepreneurial you, which is pretty much very sim- similar to the entrepreneurial you podcast, but in a way, it is totally different from the entrepreneurial you podcast. So I might share some of the episodes here on the podcast, but for those of you who are in Jamaica, it is on Business Access TV. Flow Channel 145. And of course, there there are lots of other um, outlets that the station is available on and it's available in 14 Caribbean countries and some other platforms. So great things for the entrepreneurial you. And of course, there will be more in the future for me to share with you. But for now, let me continue with what we are about today. Today, we are welcoming to episode 249. Arlon Hamilton. Now, Arlon is an investor and the founder and managing partner of Backstage Capital and also founder of her latest company, Hire Runner. In May 2020, Hamilton released her first book from Penguin Random House entitled It's About Damn Time, which is based on her personal journey into entrepreneurship and venture capital. Now, today we are going to be looking at battling imposter syndrome as an entrepreneur. You know, we're going to battle the beast, right? We've all had to deal with imposter syndrome at one point or another. I mean, whether or not we allow it to cripple us is another story. And certainly, Arlon has not allowed it to cripple her. So, welcome, Arlon. And of course, before we get started and and delve into things, you know, we have to do a little chit chat. So, um, we're going to be talking about Jamaica and some other things and then get right into our conversation, battling imposter syndrome as an entrepreneur. Coming up on this episode of The Entrepreneurial You. Five years ago when I was like uh, sleeping on the airport floor and had nothing. And then also five days ago when I have to you know, fight, you know, for everything that I have. So there's a there's a lot. It's, it's every day. It changes. It doesn't get easier. It just changes and, and it becomes more worth it, though. That's the thing. That's what keeps me going. Hey, hey, Arlon. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I am doing very well myself. It's a pleasure to, to have you on the Entrepreneurial You. Yes. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And we, of course, we're meant to have this conversation because I remember link, reaching out to you on, on um, Instagram. We connected there. And the rest is history. Here we are. So I'm happy yeah. to have you. And normally ask my guests, the first question I normally ask my guests, what is it that they know about Jamaica? Um, do they have any Jamaican friends? So of course I have to ask you. <laughs> do you I have, have been to Jamaica. I've been to Jamaica exactly one time. 
And it was when I was working for an artist who was playing at a music festival. And uh, what I learned during that time, which I didn't spend a lot of time, you know, around, but I learned that it is a, there is a, uh, a Zen and <laughs> like a, everything's going to be good kind of vibe. Yeah. Um, Iron Man, no problem. Jamaica, yes. No yeah. And then our, our um, general partner at Backstage Capital, Brittany Davis, I believe is, I believe her mother is Jamaican. Okay, nice. Okay, so you passed the test. All right, so let's get right right into it, right? So you are fresh off your tour uh, for Hire Runner. Please just give us a little more insight into that. Yeah, Runner is a new company that I started in September of 2021 that speaks to a pain point that many of our portfolio companies at Backstage Capital have. And many companies in general have, which is um, needing that extra operation support, like executive assistants, chiefs of staff, COO, head of people, et cetera, uh, in-person help at events, things like that, but not being able to or wanting to bring on someone full-time salaried right away. Like, you know, you're working on your company, maybe it's just you and it's a side hustle or it's your full-time gig, but it's not bringing in enough money for you to have uh, an $80,000 a year executive assistant, but you could still use that extra help. And so what we do is we work fractionally with runners who are of these types. And so they may work for you on Fridays and you pay them for that work. And then they may work for somebody else Wednesdays, Thursdays, and then take Mondays and Tuesdays off for their own gig, right? So like there's a there are multiple ways a runner can curate their own schedule and curate their career. And that benefits the customer who are these uh, B2B customers. Right. So apparently fractional employment is a, a thing of it is because, yeah. you know, I mean, more and more persons are taking advantage, leveraging um, the, the opportunity to employ fractionally. I mean, where do you see that kind of a movement? I like to, mm-hmm. to call it going. <laughs> yeah, I think the gig work economy is a bit of such a big thing that kind of changed things. There are so many wonderful things that that created. And in fact, it was when I was at my brokest where I was like, this is interesting, you know, because there weren't as many options back uh, just a few years ago. But one of the things that's missing, I think, is ownership. One of the things that's missing is that ability to have access to benefits if you're a gig worker. And so what I like about runners, we do take it a step further. And each runner, even if they work uh, part-time or fractionally, they have ownership in runner and they have access to benefits at runner and are W-2 employees. And again, that's I think that's where the future is, even though it's not the easiest thing to do. There have been other companies like Managed by Q is a good example where they've tried this model. And I think they were just a few years ahead of their time. And I think now with all the regulations, all the policies that are in place today and in the future, and just common decency of wanting to make sure that people working to build your company are taken care of, I think that you'll see more and more of this. And we're happy to be on this, uh, this side of history. Absolutely. So Arlon, obviously you have a heart for startups. Yes. Right. Backstage capital. I mean, you you were touring with artists and then you went into backstage capital and all of that. So where did that love come from and why? You know, what's your why really? You know, there's an innovation that I just tapped into as a as a child. I was just so curious about people 
and about the people's potential and abilities from very, very early on. And for 30 years, I didn't really understand the startup world. I didn't know about the tech ecosystem. But around 30 is when I was in Dallas and Houston, Texas, and I was seeing like, oh, that's what Airbnb is, or that's what even my phone started out as, right? And to know that there are just certain people who are, quote unquote, allowed to be in that space during that time, it just didn't make any sense to me. So there's always there have always been entrepreneurs who have, of all stripes, all backgrounds, who have inspired me. But this startup land, I think, is just such a new frontier, and it's such a leveling, could be a leveling playing field. Now, we know the world is not fair. We are seeing that, unfortunately, play out over and over and over again. But I just think that I want to be someone who catalyzes the brilliant minds who take us into the future. And those brilliant minds are attached to people from all walks of life, and not just this chosen few that get to represent uh, who, who we are. Mm-hmm. And you get to do a lot of things that a lot of entrepreneurs dream about, Arlon. For example, having Mark Cuban, you know, believing in you and investing in your business and so on. What does that mean to you? And how much of a fight um, have you had to go through to get to that level? I mean, the fight part is out of this world and, and so much so that I think people really think it's easy. I, my, my little niece wrote me, um, she's a teenager, and she said that somebody at her school came up to her and said that, oh, your aunt's rich. You know, she didn't have it hard. You don't have to struggle. <laughs> and I'm looking back to like five years ago when I was like uh, sleeping on the airport floor and had nothing. And then also five days ago when I have to you know, fight you know, for everything that I have. So there's a, there's a lot, it's, it's every day. It changes. It doesn't get easier. It just changes. And, and it becomes more worth it though. That's the thing. That's what keeps me going. Um, things like working with Mark Cuban, like, you know, I grew up in Dallas and my brother loves him. I've known about him for half my life. And he turned out to be almost exactly what I had hoped. You know what I mean? Like he is, he's, he's tough, but he's exactly what you see on TV. And just like I appreciate his support, and I tell him that often, he also understands that I could be bringing him back more money. And so he gets it. So he doesn't put it at the end of the day. You yeah, know, that's, what, money. <laughs> that's what it is. So I proved myself out to him. And now, I, you know, I'll continue to do that. And that's what I think we all have the capability to do and all the responsibility to do. All right. So talk about, you know, you've proven yourself, but um, I want to segue into imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. right? Because as entrepreneurs, and I don't think there's there's any of us who who you know have not gone through that kind of feeling that I am not worthy, I'm not enough. So it just happens at different level. So how has that affected you um, along your entrepreneurial journey? Um, yeah. When I was younger, I used to feel that, but I don't feel that anymore. And I I encourage others not to. It's mainly because. While it is something that should be taken seriously, any feelings that you have should be taken seriously, really got to think through the fact that we don't have enough time on this earth and enough time in general to be wasting it and spending so much of it worried about if we're supposed to be in the, if we're in the right room or not. We as Black women, especially, have so much to make up for, so much time to make up for. We have been left out. We have been discounted. We have been abused. We have been so much as a collective and individually. We just simply don't have the luxury of time to uh, to wonder if we're supposed to be paid the amount we're being paid or to wonder if we're ready for that role that we're in. You're ready because you're there. 
and you'll you'll get better. You'll get better at it. Learn on the job is what I say. Like if I had waited around to say, when am I going to be ready to be a venture capitalist who raises tens of millions of dollars and invests in 200 companies? I just never would have. I walked into it and I became it. And that's what I think we all uh, owe to ourselves. All right. So a startup is listening right now and they're perhaps thinking, okay, if only Arlen could invest in my business. So Mm -hmm. what are some of the things that you are looking for when you are considering, you know, a startup to invest in? Yeah, I'm going to be real upfront with everybody. We just put out some stats. I think we had between September and top of November, we had 900 or so applications. We were able to have phone calls with a handful of those and then to make investments in probably one or two of those. So like, first of all, knowing those stats and knowing those odds and understanding that just like we're playing a game, you got to play a numbers game. You cannot rely on backstage capital or my check to even tell you if you're doing a good job or not, because there's so many, right? I wanted to set an example, but there's, it can't just be us. But I have to tell you that the what having my own company before and after backstage has helped me do is to understand, is there something viable there? So a lot of people come to us with ideas or, you know, their friends like what they're doing. But when you ask them about numbers, like who else, who you don't know, who else is putting money in or who else is uh, as a customer, who else is signing up to your wait list? They'll say, oh, not a lot of people. And that's fine. This means you have more room to grow, more time to go. Right. And another thing I'll say is like, don't make it about like, what is an investor going to like about my company? What do I need to do to impress investors, including me? Make it more about what do I need to do to impress customers? Yeah. Yeah. Make your customer business. huh? That's it. And I promise you the rest of it will will fall into place if you're focused, hyper focused on that. And so when I'm looking for companies, I'm looking for founders who are hyper focused on their customer and can barely tell like, you know, yes, I can tell you what's going on, but I'm so busy over here talking to my customer and working on my product that I have little time to wine and dine this investor over here, right? That's what I'm looking for. And finally, what do you want your last words to be as we wrap our conversation? The last words on earth or just this conversation? Last words um, here. Which <laughs> <laughs> is like, no, stop. That's a good one. That's a good one. My last words here, I would encourage you to go to hirerunner.co if you want to hire runner or or if you want to be a runner, because even um, uh, founders are signing up to be runners so that they can make a little extra money to support their company. And that's another little hack, right? Also go to Arlen was here, A-R-L-A-N was here.com. It's a uh, you'll pick up a free one hour video about um about income streams, my seven income streams. So I have seven of them going on eight. I break down every single one. I tell you what I do with each one and how I got each one. And and people are leaving that. Thousands of people have downloaded that for free. And they're leaving that with like, oh, now I know what the blueprint is. Mm-hmm. And I'm absolutely going to check that out. So thank Please you. Please so do. Much. Yeah. I'm a very special guest here as well. Yes. Hamilton on the Entrepreneurial You podcast. I appreciate you. Keep rocking your world. Thank you so, so much. I appreciate you. Yeah, man. Bless you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode with Arlon Hamilton. I'm sure you were inspired. I'm sure you got lots of nugget that you can apply to your business, in your life, and you're actually um, going to be you know, using what you've learned today 
I love the concept of fractional employment. Some people talk about fractional leadership. And if that concept is new to you, it's simply you having somebody, um, you know, for a period of time to, to work within your business. They're not necessarily full-time employees, so hence the term fractional, because they're just working part-time. And they may not be part-time in the truest sense of the, ter- of, the, of the term, but they work maybe an hour for you on a particular day, two hours, whatever it is, right? So this is something that, you know, the, the world is actually moving into right now because there are a lot of benefits for that. I'm sure, you know, you, you found value particularly there as well as the other things that Arlen spoke about. I truly look forward to connecting with you next week. And of course, next week, I will be doing a solo episode highlighting the things that happened um, that were great in 2021. Yeah. And um, the things that were not so great, I'll share those as well. Share the wins, the losses, um, the ups, the downs, the highs, the lows, because you know, I love to share. It's like my therapy, you know, um, this podcast for me is like therapy. So I'm actually very um, humbled by the fact that I get to share and you, you, you know, you listen to me every week or if you're new here that you have stopped by to listen and you're going to come back and you're going to share with somebody else. So I certainly appreciate you ask that you follow this podcast and that you just talk about it a little more, right? So until we come back next week, I want you to connect with me for all things podcasting, whether it's the podcast for a book that was launched um, in 2019, it was, or was it 2020? 2020, yes, last year. Whoa, time flies. Right, 2020. I um, also do coaching, online course. There's also an online course that you can access when you go to com. So I want to hear from you. Just reach out to me at com. Send me a WhatsApp message right from my homepage, right? I want to hear from you. Now, point of hope for this week, you will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Isaiah 26 verse 3. What good. We needed to raise capital. But our experience with local financial institutions was that they were cautious and slow to act, and interest rates were far too high. We had real concerns about financing our business through outside equity investors and the possibility of interference. Could we get a fair valuation for our business? We had our own ideas about the business and its value. Should I go the traditional route of bank financing? Or should I try the Jamaica Stock Exchange? So we made a call and experienced transformation of our business through conversations. I'm John Mafood, CEO of Jamaican Teas, and we're listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Give us a call today at 876-967-3271 to begin your transformation through conversation. We want to see your company listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. <laughs>